Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Did you know that Black and White Sports is the largest independently owned conservative sports brand in the world? We have over 125,000 subscribers on YouTube and over 39 million views. Our episodes get more views than most ESPN programming every single day. And now we have exploded on podcast. We brought our episodes to podcast for you to enjoy at work, school, in the car, on the beach, wherever you choose to consume our audio. We are available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Radio Public, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast, and Breaker. Subscribe now. Let's talk about today's sponsor, Javi Coffee. Javi Coffee is the way I love to start off my morning. I work very, very hard for you guys to put out the best content possible. And I get my energy from Javi Coffee. Would you like to have that same energy that I have every single morning? Well, you should try Javi Coffee. And for you guys, you can actually get three bottles of Javi Coffee for only $16.95 per unit. Each bottle contains 30 servings. It will save you so much money from going to your local coffee shop. And by the way, folks, it actually tastes even better. You can use sugar. You can use monk fruit. I'm a low carb person. I don't like the carbs. This is keto friendly. And guys, it is super easy to make. Just put water in your cup, add one teaspoon or two teaspoons of Javi coffee, mix it up, use whipped cream, sugar, monk fruit, whatever. And folks, it tastes absolutely amazing. So check out the link in the description or the pinned comment and get Javi coffee delivered to you today. Friends, let's face it. The future of America is looking worse each day. Those who are observant have the feeling that something really bad is going to happen soon. If it does, are you prepared? Do you have enough food, water, and other essentials to get you through tough times? If not, check out My Patriot Supply. They're the nation's number one preparedness company, and they've served millions of American families. Right now, you can save 25% off their popular four-week emergency food kit, which will keep you well-fed with four weeks worth of breakfast, lunch, dinner, drinks, and snacks, totaling over 2,000 calories a day. This food stays fresh for up to 25 years in proper storage, so it will be there when you need it. In fact, you may need it a lot sooner than that. So don't wait. Go to preparewithblackandwhite.com and claim your four-week emergency food kit, you'll save 25% if you act now. That's preparewithblackandwhite.com. Don't wait. Do it today. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Live. Wow, it's amazing how 
issues involving the jab can turn people into complete lunatics, even ones that some would say have plenty of skeletons in their closet and maybe, just maybe, should not be out there running their mouth about what's supposed to be their franchise quarterback. Now, I'll be the first to acknowledge Carson Wentz is injury prone. He is. Uh, When he's been healthy, he's played pretty good quarterback. Even this year, at times, he's flashed playing pretty good quarterback. But now, he's got his owner, the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, of all people, who is now dare to attacking attack his franchise quarterback for not getting the jab of all people. Does anybody remember? Does anybody at all remember what I'm about to show you right here? And this was a story from ESPN five years ago about the entire shadow life of Jim Ursay and all of the things that he was into. I mean, really, of all individuals to come out and act like they're brave and virtuous now over the fact that Carson Wentz is simply exercised what should be a fundamental right. Now, we have come out and said, if you choose to be vaccinated, great, awesome. If you choose not to, great and awesome. It's your own choice. It's your own personal belief set. And whatever you've decided between you and your doctor. But now we have a once famously liquored up owner who had problems with all kinds of issues that has now decided to attack his franchise quarterback because Carson has chosen to not be vaccinated. Guys, we are stepping into a completely different era of crazy. Indianapolis Colts owner Jim Ursay getting fed up with his quarterback Carson Wentz. Quote, harder to depend on unvaccinated players. Harder to depend on owners when they're sitting in jail because they got pulled over and had pills on them. While the best ability in football is often the availability, Indianapolis Colts quarterback Carson Wentz has proven an inability to stay healthy throughout his NFL career. Just three games into his tenure in Indy after the Eagles gave up on him, Wentz has already dealt with a foot fracture, ankle injuries, and a forced quarantine because he refused to get vaccinated against COVID-19. Yeah, except, except, let's be honest, These are the rules set forth by the NFL and their owners. Okay? They're not not rules that were set forth by Carson Wentz. Had you not put these rules on unvaccinated players versus vaccinated players, Carson Wentz wouldn't be forced into quarantine. You're dealing with in-shape elite athletes here. Good God. Speaking with the media, Colts owner Jim Ursay didn't hold back in his early assessment of Wentz, specifically noting the quarterback's unwillingness to get vaccinated against COVID. 
Quote, since we came here and have been going through the bumps we've gone through, there's been difficulties, Ursay said. It also makes it difficult if you're not vaccinated because it's harder to depend on somebody if you're not vaccinated. They have a freedom of choice, and we understand that. Are you sure? It seems to me like you don't understand it very much. But we're hoping he can come back and play well. Okay, so let me get this straight. He gets injured. He gets actually injured. And somehow, some way, you're now tying to that to the fact that he hasn't gotten a jab. Not exactly a ringing endorsement from a person signing the checks to pay your $32 million salary this season. The 28-year-old quarterback has shown a tendency to get injured at inopportune times throughout his career. But getting the vaccine is an easy fix. Wentz was forced to quarantine during the preseason because he deemed a close contact of a Colts staff member who tested positive. By the way, what this liberal-ass story is not bringing up is the fact that it was, a, I believe, a trainer that was vaccinated that had COVID. Yeah. Vaccinated players are only required by the NFL to quarantine after testing positive for the virus. When he returned to the team, Wentz asked everyone to, quote, trust his decision not to get vaccinated. But even Ursay doesn't appear to trust his quarterback. Just last week, ESPN Stephen A. Smith called out Wentz and claimed the Colts shouldn't have to show their quarterback any loyalty is he misses misses games this season for being unvaccinated. Now the owners the owner has made it clear he has a similar sentiment regarding Wentz's decision to not get the jab. Good God. Of all owners, of all people to feel like they've got the unmitigated gall to call out Carson Wentz for anything. Boy, if I was Jim Ursay, I would, as an owner, sit down and shut up. Sit down and shut up. I mean, look, it's one thing if you at least got called out by an owner that's got a pretty solid past. But Jim Ursay, at least at one time, was a complete scumbag. Okay? He's a complete scumbag. And there's been a lot of fishy things in his past. ESPN, Outside the Lines, did an entire an entire story on this in Jim Irsay. And now he's ranting and raving because Carson Wentz hasn't gotten the jab? I understand Carson Wentz has been injured, yeah. But now you're, you're, you, you said, I'm, I'm back in his personal freedom, except I'm not when I'm going to the media and attacking him. Jim Ursay is a loser. He's a loser. Yeah. Uh, if I look around out there, I wonder how many mug shots I'm going to find with Carson Wentz. Maybe none? How many am I going to find of Jim Ursay? Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
the no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about Devin Booker of the Phoenix Suns. Training camp starts this week for NBA teams and also the Phoenix Suns. However, Devin Booker will not be there for the start of training camp. Why, you ask? It's because Devin Booker has now tested positive for the coronavirus. So now he is in the NBA's health and safety protocols. So Devin Booker, he will be out for the starter training camp. If I'm suspecting how long he'll be out, I'm I'm thinking he'll probably miss the first week because he had already said he's about a week in to the virus. So he'll probably be out for another week. But let's jump over here to OutKick and read this article here because Devin Booker will not confirm his VAT status. He's keeping that private as it should be. It says Sun star Devin Booker has COVID, won't confirm VAT status. Phoenix Suns training camp opens this week and at least one Sun won't be able to tell if the smell of pending success is in the air. Superstar guard Devin Booker has tested positive for COVID-19 and will be forced to miss the start of camp due to health and safety protocols. Booker declined to say whether or not he's vaccinated. So this is Devin Booker not coming out. He's not going to tell you whether he got the jab or not. Booker, who averaged 25.6 points last season, confirmed that he was COVID positive in a video posted to his Twitch stream on Sunday. Quote, honestly, y'all, I'm feeling straight. The only thing I'm dealing with is no taste, no smell, which is the worst part of it. I'm about a weekend. I'm going to be back in no time, no time, having no smell, no taste. It makes your day dry. It makes your day great. It makes it makes it great for real. Phoenix's two-time All-Star was less forthcoming when discussing his vaccination status. Now, this is probably going to drive the mainstream media and the woke mob crazy because, you know, they they really want to know your vaccination status. You're a very, very bad person to them if you refuse to get the jab. Even it, it doesn't matter if you have any legitimate reason or not for not getting the jab. If you ask questions, you know, they want to cancel you. But this is what he had to say. He says, quote, I'm not going to tell you guys if I have the vaccine or not, but you could still get COVID with the vaccine. Very true for anybody that's saying that said Booker educate yourself. But you know, the mob does not want you to educate yourself. They don't want to do that. They say, get the jab or you a terrible human being. And in some cases, in some cities, you cannot participate in society which is completely crazy, very much un-American, but some some cities, you know, they're just completely off the deep end. It says, wise words from the 24-year-old who, unlike so many others in the public eye, will try, will not try and steer his fans towards a decision that should be left to personal choice. I completely agree. Booker's COVID-related training camp absence comes on the heels of news that the Brooklyn Nets could be shorthanded based on the city's ridiculous vaccine mandates. Additionally, as Outkit's Alejandro Avila 
reported last week, Warriors starter Andrew Wiggins appears likely to miss games because of his unwillingness to get vaccinated rather than bow down to the city of Oakland's absurd mandates. Earlier this month, the NBA announced that players will not be required to be vaccinated in order to participate in games. So now when it comes to Andrew Wiggins, though, he revealed his vaccination status. He said, nope, I don't have it. I don't plan on getting it. The only way that I possibly would get it is if I was forced to get it. Now, the NBA PA and the NBA said no players are not required to get it. But these cities are going to make playing, if especially if you're like in New York or L.A., they're going to make it a living hell. Basically, you cannot play in those arenas, arenas, I should say, unless you got the jab. So but Devin Booker, he's in Phoenix. I believe in Phoenix, you know, you can play in any game, but he'll be back. Um, he says the only symptoms that he really has is um, just a uh, loss of smell and a uh, loss of taste. We don't know his uh, vaccination status. And the only way we'd actually find out is if the Phoenix Suns end up doing what the Lakers did. And the Lakers pretty much exposed LeBron James's vaccination status. They said that we're going to be at 100 percent or we're going to be at 100 percent. By the time training camp starts. So we know that LeBron James, who actually said my vaccination status, if I'm going to get it or not, that's a personal and family decision. And he's right about that. But the Lakers, they put it out there. Hopefully the Phoenix Suns don't come out and say, hey, we're going to we're at 100 percent or we will be because that's that's just going to expose the privacy of Devin Booker. But that's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Devin Booker missing the start of training camp because he has tested positive for COVID-19. He'll be back, I think, in probably a week, hopefully um, a lot sooner. Hopefully he gets his uh, taste of smell back. Uh, Devin Booker's always seemed like a good guy, and we know he's a scoring machine. And the Phoenix Suns just got to the NBA Finals. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and White Live fans. Let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. Oh my goodness. Oh, celebrities, NBA stars, former, are losing their mind. The virtue signaling has hit a all new, all time lunatic high when it comes to the jab. As we know, there's a group of players in the NBA. Imagine this. The Marxist NBA of China has got a group of players that are standing up for their rights against the jab. Oh, but that's going to piss everybody off now, isn't it? Uh, Using their actual freedom of choice, personal freedom. And again, like we've said before, if you choose to get it, that's awesome. If you choose not to, that's also awesome. That is your choice. It's your own personal right. And it's up to you and whoever you feel like you need to talk to about it before you go do it. 
But the one thing we absolutely will not agree with is organizations and sports leagues, cities, feeling like they need to mandate any kind of medical procedure being done on your person, trying to force it, trying to coerce it on players, and anything that will cause a competitive imbalance. Well, losing players for home games will certainly cause a competitive imbalance. Well, guess what? Former Laker Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has lost his ever-loving mind when it comes to the jab. He has decided all players that are unvaccinated should be banned from the NBA. Can you believe this, folks? Kareem has lost his mind. He wants them kicked out of the league. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar slams unvaccinated NBA players and staff once league to remove them from teams. Oh, my God. The issue of the COVID-19 vaccine has been a major point of contention around the world for the past couple of months. This is LakersDaily.com. Lakers legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar recently called for the NBA to insist players and staff should be vaccinated or remove them from their teams. So take away the players' livelihood. Think about that. Remove their salaries. To hell with them. However, the time they put in to get to the league, all their hard work, all that should go out the window because they don't want to shoot something that they're not comfortable having put into their body, into their body. Wow, Kareem, you're crazy as hell. Quote, the NBA should insist that all players and staff are vaccinated or remove them from teams. NBA legend Kareem Abdul-Jabbar told Rolling Stone, there is no room for players who are willing to risk health and lives of their teammates, the staff, and the fans simply because they are unable to grasp the seriousness of the situation or do the necessary research. So you're discounting any research that anybody that doesn't want to take it is doing. Is that right? Just your research. Okay. What I find especially disingenuous about the vaccine deniers is their arrogance at disbelieving immunology and other medical experts. Yet, if their child was sick or they themselves needed emergency medical treatment, how quickly do you think exactly think what those same experts told you to do? A majority of NBA players have received the vaccine, according to the league, but some, including prominent players, have chosen not to get vaccinated. The NBA has expressed their desire for the league to return to some semblance of normalcy, where teams do not have to play in empty arenas again. But for that to happen, vaccination of all players and staff seem to be one of the solutions, especially with the Delta variant causing surges of cases across the nation. The league will eventually have to deal with players and staff who are reluctant to get the vaccine for different reasons. It seems the Lakers will not face a problem. Rob Palenka came out and doxed out all of his players the other day when he said, yeah, they're all going to be vaccinated. Well, thanks for giving all their statuses, including LeBron James, who had, who had made a point not to say anything about it. Um, and that's the other thing. We believe it should be your right to keep that private, whether you got it or not. Okay. But, again, 
look, we also know what side of the political aisle Kareem Abdul-Jabbar belongs to. Let us not lose sight of that, okay? And I do think it's a polit- it's become a politicized issue, and people should be able to make the decisions they want to make. But this requiring and demanding and trying to take away people's abilities to make livings and do things like that, that's where we run into a major, major issue in this country, in these sports leagues. And uh, make no mistake, these players that don't want to get it, they're not all of a sudden going to decide to go do it. Okay? They've taken it upon themselves to do the research. And look, they got million. Look, they got uh, access to plenty of doctors. They've got millions of dollars. They've, they've talked to whoever they deem they feel like they need to talk to, and they don't feel good about it. That's all there is to it. And that should be their decision. Now, why aren't these sports leagues really requiring it? Because their players' associations will never agree to it. Because all the players will never be on board with it. And some of these player uh, teams are going to be missing some very big-time players, and it is going to affect the records and their seasons, no matter what. You lose Kyrie Irving, you're gonna, it's going to cost you some games. Andrew Wiggins, I don't know that he's going to cost you some games, but he's certainly going to hurt you, without a doubt. Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. Peace, I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Live. The other day, I made a video where Lakers general manager Rob Palenka came out and said that the Lakers would be 100% vaccinated. And, of course, we had been speculating, does LeBron James, has he gotten the, the jab? So we coined him LeJab, right? Okay, so for the sake of this video, LeJab has confirmed himself that he has been vaccinated, but much to the chagrin of one Joseph Biden, Sleepy Joe, Creepy Joe, LeBron James, oddly enough, refuses to co-sign the jab. He's run his mouth about every everything else. That he doxed out the policeman. He run his mouth about Trump. He's uh, opened his mouth about police last year. All of them, of course, co-signed the BLM, endorsed Joe Biden, created more than a vote, but will not co-sign the jab. You're on a roll, LeBron. You might as well just. I mean, no matter what, you can't redeem yourself at this point. So you might as well just jumped out there. Well, he will not do it. And I find this hilarious. LeBron James is vaccinated, but refuses to endorse it for others. Everybody has their own choice. Wow. You've run your mouth about everything else. I mean, really? More than 90% of NBA players are vaccinated against COVID-19, and LeBron James is among them. Last week, Rob Palenka, I just talked about that, 
announced the team would be deemed, quote, fully vaccinated by opening night. During Lakers media day Tuesday, LeBron met with reporters and addressed his vaccination status. Asked if he feels compelled to send a message to the rest of the country about getting vaccinated, LeBron would only speak about himself. This has got to be a first. He won't talk about the jab and he won't talk about China. We have finally found a way to shut LeBron up. My God. Quote, everyone has their own choice to do what they feel is right for them and their family and things of that nature. Now, LeBron, if you would have only said that last year prior to the election and kept your mouth shut about everything else, including the police, you would still be in good standing with NBA fans. But you didn't. I know. I was very skeptical about it all, but after doing my research and things of that nature, I felt like it was best suited for not only me, but for my family and my friends. Quote, I don't want to talk about other people and what they should do. I speak for me and for my family. Horse shit. You do nothing but run your mouth on behalf of everybody else. LeBron added a claim that might receive pushback from the, quote, shut up and dribble crowd. You can count me in. The NBA superstar frequently speaks out on societal issues that feels strongly about, but remains hesitant to give a strong endorsement of the vaccine. Talk to your president, LeBron. Quote, we're talking about individuals' bodies. We're not talking about something that's political or racism or police brutality or things of that nature that I have no idea what I'm talking about. He didn't say that, but I added it. We're talking about people's bodies and well-beings. So I don't feel like, for me personally, that I should get involved in what other people should do for their bodies. Despite LeBron's explanation, the vaccine has become a political issue. Those who encourage and endorse getting vaccinated believe that it's more than individual bodies because that unvaccinated individual can infect and endanger others. Vaccine hesitancy has been especially prevalent in the black community, and LeBron's months of silence on the issue has led many to believe he did not want to get vaccinated. And they go on to talk about the fact that guys like Kyrie have not gotten vaccinated. Wow, what a turn of events. LeBron doesn't want to run his mouth about something. Pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. Um, Look, I've got to give LeBron credit for saying it's everybody's decision. I mean, I'd be a hypocrite if I didn't say that. I mean, that's exactly what we've been saying. But for LeBron and his status overall as a quality human being, well, he's already flushed that down the shitter, right? Uh, So... Uh, At this point, look, if you're getting your voting advice, your societal advice, your medical advice from LaChina James, you may want to reevaluate your life anyway, okay? Who to elect into office, whether or not to believe that there's some kind of voting laws that's restricting everybody from being able to vote fairly, there's not, by the way. Tell me what you think, black and white live fans. LeBron decides he's got a mouthful of it and can't talk all of a sudden. This is funny. This is funny.
being pushed by the president he endorsed, and he won't endorse it. That's hilarious. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, it wouldn't be Woke Center if the head Wokester over at ESPN didn't get involved with throwing jabs at the jab. Scott Van Pelt, who hosts the highlight version, the flagship version of what is Woke Center now over at ESPN, has decided to start taking shots at the NBA players that are skeptical of getting the jab. Now, for full disclaimer, if you choose to get the jab, that's your business. It's your freedom to make that choice. If you choose not to, it's also your freedom to make that choice. It's not up to me or anybody else between you and your medical professionals to make that choice. But what I do have an issue with, and I've said it before, I've got an issue with this being pushed on people. Okay, I've got an issue with uh, mandates involving sports leagues, involving employers and such. And now I've got an issue with the fact that the media is now just just lathing shots at NBA players, NFL players, Kirk Cousins, Cole Beasley, who have decided to say, you know what, hey, I'm going to take a step back for a minute, and I'm going to point something out about this and Scott Van Pelt because he uses an argument that I, I just don't agree with. Um, so let's get to this. As he has decided, of course, the NBA's been having media days. And at this point, I mean, we're kind of all rooting for the league to fold. Scott Van Pelt rips NBA vocal vaccine skeptics. Are you researching smallpox vaccines, question mark, polio, flu shots, any of that? And we will get to that, Scott Van Pelt. Don't you worry about it. Just as NFL and NBA MLB players have had to either answer or evade questions about getting vaccinated against the bug in recent months, Monday was the NBA's turn to address the polarizing topic. After every player had their chance to speak, ESPN's Scott Van Pelt censured those who remain vaccine hesitant during his Monday night edition of SportsCenter. Quote, why would anyone presume that athletes in any sport would be unified in any way than that the rest of the country are not, Van Pelt asked, that they would collectively see eye-to-eye on one issue. When would that ever be the case for any of us? NBA players are going to be just like our family, our friends, and our co-workers. Okay, Scott, you've got some... That's common... That's some common sense right there. Okay, but you totally shoot yourself in the foot down below. An impressive 90% of the league's players already have had the jab. But with Bradley Bill claiming, quote, he don't give a damn about the herd. (laughs) Andrew Wiggins stating, it's my problem, not yours. Absolutely factual. And Kyrie Irving reportedly buying into outlandish conspiracy theory claims. 
It's the unvaccinated 10% who are making the most headlines. Quote, I agree that your decisions are private, Van Pelt said of NBA players, claiming their vaccine is a personal matter. But unlike someone's uncle who saw a thread somewhere on the Internet, when you're an NBA star, you have a platform to share those concerns with others, regardless of where they might have originated or whether or not they're rooted in facts. Well, the fact is, Scott Van Pelt, they're not obligated to do that. Charles Barkley once said, he's not a role model. Neither are these players. Nobody in, on planet Earth should be getting medical advice from a National Basketball Association player. Are you a lunatic? Same with their political leanings or their political advice. It shouldn't be coming from sports stars or celebrities. Joining Nets Media Day from Zoom because New York City COVID protocols prevent the unvaccinated from attending public indoor events. That is stupid as fuck. Irving would only note that his decision is, quote, private. But according to a recent Rolling Stone report, Irving has been following and liking posts from a conspiracy theorist on Instagram who claims the vaccine is, quote, part of Satan. <laughs> To control the black population, Irving declined to use this platform to explain whether he believes COVID vaccines are connected to Satan. Oh, shit. Van Pelt also slammed athletes who lean on the justification of wanting to research the vaccine more, calling it a disingenuous excuse. That's a quote. Are you, are you out of your mind, Van Pelt? What time type of research, question mark? Van Pelt, where, question mark? Is this something you heard or read somewhere? Are you researching smallpox, vaccines, polio, flu shots, any of that? Despite some athletes stating they want to research the vaccine, they never actually follow up to explain what their research entails or what their feelings have been. It's because they don't have to. It's none of your business. Why do you a-holes in the media... And, and, and some of the rest of you believe you're entitled to that. Okay, you're the ones entitled or, or, or feel that you're entitled. You're not. You're not. It's none of your business. Leading most people to assume research never actually existed. Yeah, you use the word assume. Okay, assumptions. Okay, uh, assumptions. That's not fact. It's an assumption. It's not unlike most people who don't research medicine for themselves, instead trust the advice of their doctor. There's a good chance something like penicillin that has been around for 100 years is a little bit different than what we are looking at people putting in their bodies right now. Let's be real, okay? Quote, I don't know why athletes who have trusted doctors their entire careers to care for ailments, suddenly distrust them on this specific issue, Van Pelt added. Okay, well, let me get to that. The fact is, how long has the flu shot been around at this point? 20 years? 25 years? I mean, there's a collection of, of lengthy data at this point involving polio shots, for crying out loud. And the fact is, I know a lot of people that won't take a flu shot, Okay. They don't feel that it's been around long enough. That is the one 
solitary issue I keep hearing is, look, this thing came out awfully fast. Okay? You know, if you go look, and I'm not here to do your medical research for you, but FDA-approved medicines tend to get many, many, many years of trials. Scott Van Pelt. And this, just due to time, has not. Okay? And that has led a lot of people to feel skeptical. Okay? It's not my decision to make for you, Scott, or any of these NBA players, but that is probably the biggest biggest question or the, or the concern that I've heard the most from people is this thing got out there awfully quick. We don't have uh, trial and error. You know, a lengthy years and years and years of research behind it, okay? That is what I have heard, all right? So, and the fact is, flu shots at times, I've heard, has done some things, all right? YouTube, good God. Guys, I could really lay into this shit. I can tell you right now. Uh, But I think most of you are smart enough on this channel to read between the lines of what I am, what's going through my head right now, all right? It's it's the time that something has been out there and available and how fast it went to market that I believe is most people's huge concerns and 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 there's a concern about reach and push for this thing too, okay? That doesn't feel quite American maybe. Uh I you know, I'm just throwing that out there too. So Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Most of you are smart enough to make a decision on, on, based on that's best for your family and friends and between you and your own personal family doctor, I'm sure, as to what you need to do. You factor things in. It's amazing. Scott Van Pelt, because he's got the flagship ESPN show on Woke Center, believes he's entitled to understand the research that these NBA players have done. No, you're not. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, ESPN, at least one of their reporters, Seth Wickersham, has a new book coming out. That book, coincidentally enough, is coming out, and it has to do with the Patriots dynasty, and it's dropping bombs out of said book on the week that Tom Brady is returning back to New England. Well, there's been a couple of things come out of that book already, but it seems there's some quotes involving Bill Belichick and the owner of the Patriots, Robert Kraft, that had come out, and there are some bombs dropping out of that. This is from Fox News. Patriots owner, Robert Kraft, called Bill Belichick the, quote, biggest effing a-hole in my life. The New England Patriots winning six Super Bowls appears to be a thing of the past. With Tom Brady gone, it seems the relationship between Patriots owner Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick wasn't in a good place. 
ESPN writer Seth Wickersham's new book, It's Better to Be Feared, talks about the ups and downs of the Patriots dynasty from 01 through 2019. According to the book, Kraft called Belichick the, quote, biggest effing a-hole in my life after he reportedly left a conference in Colorado for Detroit where the Patriots were playing the Lions. Quote, I hate leaving here. Kraft reportedly told his friends via ESPN, you leave here and you leave some of the most brilliant people you've ever met. You pick up so much knowledge from all these brilliant minds. And I have to go to Detroit to be with the biggest effing a-hole in my life, my head coach. Kraft also said he gave Belichick, quote, this opportunity and called him an idiot savant to another confidant. According to the book, and this is where it's really interesting, Brady and Kraft and others discussed getting rid of Belichick and Bill O'Brien and Josh McDaniels was considered to be his replacement. Okay. The book also discusses Brady and Belichick and how their relationship reportedly deteriorated in the final years in New England before the future Hall of Fame quarterback joined the Tampa Bay Bucks in 2020. Brady and the Bucks will square off against Belichick and the Patriots on Sunday night. I got another little tidbit from a podcast I listened to, Ross Tucker. And in that podcast, he had Albert Breer on. Now, Albert Breer's really tied in with the Patriots, too, of the MMQB. And Albert Breer dropped a little nugget in there that was juicy. Essentially, Ross Tucker and Albert were talking about the fact that Jimmy Garoppolo got that big contract from the San Francisco 49ers a couple of three years ago. And Brady evidently went to the Patriots and was like, hey, basically match the contract that Jimmy G got. And he wanted the same guaranteed money. He basically wanted a two-year, $50 million Damn near all guaranteed contract, basically. Okay? Uh, Well worth it, if you ask me. The answer he got back from the Patriots, and I guess Bill Belichick, who handles personnel there, was, was, I'll give you $5 million in incentives. Incentives. Instead of matching what Jimmy G got, Belichick just offered him $5 million more and said, I'll do it in incentives, but I'm not just outright paying you. And the thought process there, that that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Brady was like, to hell with it. I'm out of here. Combine that with the fact that they didn't have a lot of weapons on the team. And he knew he could go somewhere else, better weapons, Niners, Bucks, somewhere, and be pretty successful. And, of course, he's won a Super Bowl. Now, I find it interesting that... uh, that Kraft was thinking about replacing Belichick with Josh McDaniels and Bill O'Brien, I had also heard in the past that Josh McDaniels replacing Belichick was a thing, was a thing behind the scenes, and Brady might have stayed, but we don't know. Bill O'Brien? Wow. I know he's from that Patriots organization, and sometimes I think Bill O'Brien actually takes a bad rap because, well, let's look at the Texans since he's been gone as a head coach. As a personnel man, I wouldn't want Bill O'Brien around my team no way. As a head coach, maybe. I don't know. Uh, But it seems Robert Kraft and Bill Belichick may have a bit of a strained relationship. 
And my gut feeling is Kraft really wanted to keep Brady. I don't know. Says he's the biggest a-hole he's ever met. Let's be honest, Belichick does convey that in some of his press conferences. Okay, what we have seen. But there's been other things that I have seen where you get him away from football. Bill Belichick just seems like a pretty good old guy. We won't know, but I bet in that building, he's a hard ass. I guarantee it. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Live fans, the Martis NBA of China has a serious, serious problem on their hands when it comes to these vaccine mandates, mainly in the state of New York and the People's Republic of California. The People's Republic of California and the People's Republic of New York have vaccine mandates that if you do not have the jab, you cannot go into these arenas, including players. Now, the biggest problem in all of this is some of the most marquee players in the NBA play in these two states. When you're talking about the Lakers, you know, you're talking about LeBron James, Anthony Davis, et cetera, et cetera. And when you're talking about the Brooklyn Nets, you're talking about Kevin Durant, James Harden and Kyrie Irving. Now, this could heavily affect Kyrie Irving now, folks, because the NBA has come out now and said if an unvaxxed player does not play, is not able to play in these games because of local mandates, this is not the NBA because we know that the NBA, there is no vaccine mandate in the NBA. But unvaxxed players that can't play in these in these cities, they're not going to get paid. Now, in the case of Kyrie Irving, this could be massive because he plays in the People's Republic of New York. So he can actually miss half the games right there. So that's pretty much half of, half of his salary right there. And also, you know, he has to go on the road to play the Knicks. They'll go to California, play on the road too. He'll miss even more money, folks. This is crazy right here. So let's go ahead and let's dive into this, guys. NBA, no pay if unvaccinated players can't play. Now, this has nothing to do with them actually catching the virus. This all has to do with the local mandates. It says here, players who are forced to miss games due to the executive orders governing vaccination requirements in both the People's Republic of New York and the People's Republic of California or San Francisco will not be paid for any games they miss. Quote, any player who elects not to comply with local vaccin- vaccination mandates will not be paid for games that he misses. Mike Bass, the NBA's executive vice president of communications, said in a statement Wednesday morning. Now, guys, as far as we know, Kyrie Irving, he has not caught the virus. However, Jonathan Isaac of the Orlando Magic, he has come out and he's given a reason why he will not get the jab. And he said he's already had the virus. He has the antibodies. But I don't believe that uh, in the case of Jonathan Isaac, that's not even going to play in San Francisco or New York because they want you to have the jab no matter what. Now, we're not telling you guys what to do with your body. 
If you want the jab, that's fine. If you don't want it, that's fine, too. You check with your own uh, healthcare professional to make the best decision for you. OK, but this could actually really, really affect, you know, the NBA because the Brooklyn Nets are one of the favorites, if not the favorite to win the NBA title. And if Kyrie Irving is not there, you know, especially in these road games or home games, I should say. This could really change the, the scope of who can actually win the title. Now, Orlando, where Jonathan Isaac plays, uh, Orlando is not really a player, probably not even for the playoffs, but definitely not for um, an NBA title. It says here, though, both cities passed executive orders in recent weeks that could affect the Brooklyn Nets and Golden State Warriors. Because uh, Andrew Wiggins also for the Warriors, he's not jabbed up, so he is in the same boat as Kyrie Irving. The order in New York, which applies to the Barclays Center, requires one COVID-19 shot to enter San Francisco's Chase Arena. A person must be fully jabbed. Net star Kyrie Irving was not at the team's media day at the Barclays Center on Monday as a result of the order in New York, which went into effect earlier this month. During the Warriors media day, Andrew Wiggins said his vaccination status was private ahead of that order going into effect next month before the start of the regular season. The executive orders governing the vaccine only apply to the players who play in those markets. Out-of-market players are exempt from them. The New York Knicks have previously said their entire organization, including all players, is fully vaccinated in compliance with the New York City law. The NBA and the NBA PA are finalizing an agreement over the health and safety protocols for the season as ESPN reported Tuesday night when the league sent the protocols to teams. So there you have it, guys. Kyrie Irving, I don't know how much his contract is, but I'm willing to bet that Kyrie Irving is making over $30 million for sure. And wow, he could be missing out on half of his money, folks. Half of his money gone because he doesn't want to comply with local mandates. And the NBA says, we're not going to pay you your money. This is wild right here, folks. I mean, I wonder what the NBA PA has to say about this. Now, the NBA PA, they fought against the NBA. They said, nope, you're not going to mandate the jab on us. The NBA says, fine. But now you have politics really playing a part of this and the local government in New York and California really kind of dictating how this whole NBA season can actually end up playing out in the end. I mean, who wins the title could theoretically come down to the politics in these cities to tell the truth. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans, NBA players that don't want to get the jab, no money for them, and they won't be able to play in those two markets. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Live, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube.
The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrans for Black and White Live. Oh, it's amazing how many people believe it is their right to, by God, know your vaccination status. <laughs> when at the end of the day, all you did was go to a football game to watch your husband play football. Well, we know all the controversy that has surrounded the Buffalo Bills, Cole Beasley, Jordan Poirier, maybe Josh Allen, nobody knows for sure, and Jordan Poirier's wife, Rachel Bush, who is an Instagram model. And, well, she went to, of course, as you would expect, go out and support her husband at the Buffalo Bills Washington football team game. And that sent the woke mob into a tizzy, demanding action be taken against Rachel Bush because they just don't quite know what her status is. Wow. I cannot believe we're in a place and a time where people believe it is literally their business to know what kind of medical treatment you're getting. That's amazing to me. That's a, that's, it's, it's baffling. It's crazy. Okay, again, we don't care if you if you went and got 12 vaccines. Congratulations. Okay, that's your business. If you didn't, that is also your business. It's freedom. It's America. It's supposed to be, last I checked. Well, let's dig into this. This is from the guys at OutKick. The Vax mob demands answers from Rachel Bush on how she attended the Bills game. Oh, God. Wow. Now the Vax Mob, who is this? Joe Kinsey. Now the Max Mob, which has been fighting with great American Rachel Bush, the wife of Buffalo Bill Safety, Jordan Poyer, is really fired up. Oh, they're mad as hell. They're mad as hell. The mob wants answers as to how outspoken vaccine critic attended Sunday's game at Ralph Wilson Stadium when the county government has an ironclad jab mandate on the facility. There are multiple conspiracy theories floating around. People are wasting their time on this. Think about this. They're literally, this is something they're losing literal minutes of their own life on, including Rachel lying to social media community about her vaccine status. There's also a segment of the Vax mob who want to know if Rachel has access to a, you know, a card that might not be truly accurate that displayed her status. The mob is shouting on post. I'm trying to clean this up for YouTube, guys. And then there are those who want to know if the local government has made an insider deal with player wives and girlfriends. The mob thinks cops... Oh, God. The mob thinks cops are letting hot wives and girlfriends cruise in the stadiums. Good grief. I mean, really? This guy. So it's Rachel Bush, A, a criminal with a fake card, B, a fraud, 3, at Buffalo Bills and at Mark Poland cars. By the way, he's this ultra-woke, caught-up-in-the-vaccine political figure up there around Buffalo are selective on who the policy gets enforced on. Quote, I love the cops and the staff at the Bill Stadium. Just amazing, Bush said, Sunday after her team destroyed the WFT, 
43 to 21. W- WTF, playing more like it. And that set off the Vax mob on a wild goose chase. Their heads are spinning. How did she pull it off? Which politician is in on it? She's a fraud. So, hey, Rachel Bush finally got a vaccine shot. Parentheses doubtful. Melissa Burst, you really need to get a life. B, a, a fake card, a literal crime. C, quote, an exception being made for a player's wife. Would love to hear the explanation. Why? Why? Why do you need to hear the explanation? Who gives a rat's ass? I mean, come on. This guy said at least one unvaccinated individual got into the Bills game with maybe a fake card. Hmm, Rachel. This is crazy. If you're into vaxxed mobs losing their mind in soap operas, this is definitely a storyline you'll want to follow. It'll be interesting if the mob will work hard enough to get a response out of moron-tough politician Mark Polencars, who Bush has gone after in the past. Quote, there is no God-given right to attend a football game, Polencars declared in the spring as Bush was unloading on the guy. Will Mark get into a vaxxed off with Bush? Stay tuned. This this one uh, posted here. Good luck filling the stadium with only vaccinated people. Yeah. Doesn't look like they're struggling without you. Looks like Rachel is there, either a hypocrite or got the vaccine or has a fake card. And then they're calling for the politician to get involved again. She tweeted, I love you all regardless of your vaccination status, even if you are says." <laughs> And then Rachel said, I love you all regardless of your vaccination status. Even those obsessed with whether or not others got vaccinated, you get love too. Laugh out loud. I'm sure you'll come back to your senses one day. Don't count on it, Rachel. And this is Rachel right here on her on her Insta face. There we go. That is, that is Jordan Poirier's wife. Um, you're welcome, black and white live fans. Here you go. Yeah. 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 So, she looks plenty healthy to me. Um, I don't know that uh, plenty healthy there. She's healthy. Yeah. So, uh, can you believe that this is what people are worried about? Tell me what you think, Black and White Live fans. This is ridiculous. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. All right, Black and White Live fans, let's talk about the Marxist NBA of China. NBA training camps opened this week. Media Day was just happening a few days ago. And all of the talking point going into this season is about unvaccinated players and the health and safety protocols that will be implemented by the NBA. And guys, now we know exactly what are the health and safety protocols that the NBA is putting into place. 
And if the NBA Players Association agree to this, they are morons. I mean, the protocols are absolutely ridiculous and it's really, I believe, overstepping the boundaries of what the NBA should be doing because this goes away from the facilities here. The NBA is now going to be telling players what they can do pretty much in their homes or outside of their homes on their own free time. If you do not have the jab and it's completely and utterly ridiculous, folks. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Let's go over here to Fox News. NBA releases protocols to teams for virus safety this season. The NBA released tentative health and safety protocols to its teams on Tuesday. So here we go. The NBA released tentative health and safety protocols to its teams Tuesday, detailing how unvaccinated players will be tested far far more often than their vaccinated colleagues and show a slew of restrictions. Now, unvaccinated players getting uh, tested more, that's not really a surprise. I'm pretty sure we all expected that. But it goes on, it says, among the rules for unvaccinated players, this is ridiculous here, they will not be able to eat in the same room with vaccinated teammates or staff must have lockers as far away from vaccinated players as possible and must stay masked and at least six feet away from all attendees in any team meeting. Now guys, last time I checked, you know, the NBA games are played what on a basketball court. There is no social distancing, no mask being worn. So let's say that player A has the jab and player B doesn't have the jab. So player B is going to have to eat in a different part away from player A. And also player B is going to have to wear a mask and be pretty distanced when team meetings are happening. But all of a sudden, you know, the virus just magically disappears when they're practicing on the court, you know, touching each other, uh, trying to play basketball with each other. The virus just magically disappears when player A and player B on the court together. See, this doesn't make any sense. Now, check this out. This is where it really gets even more ridiculous here. Further, unvaccinated players will be required to remain at their residence when in their home market. Teams were told in the draft of the rules a copy of which was obtained by the Associated Press. They they will also need to stay on team hotel properties when on the road. In both cases, there are limited permissible exceptions, such as going to buy groceries, taking children to school and the like. So, oh, my God. So if you are on that player. Pretty much. You cannot leave your home on your own free time. This is ridiculous. So if you want to go out to eat, you cannot do that. According to the NBA, you can go to the grocery store. That's pretty much it. I mean, this is like the beginning of the pandemic is what the NBA is doing. I mean, they are infringing on the freedoms of NBA players. I'm sorry, folks, but if I want to go to, uh, I don't know, the hardware store or something like that, if I want to go to a restaurant I should be able to do that. But no, the NBA said, no. You must abide by our rules on your own free time. 
If you don't have the jab, stay at home. That's essentially what they're saying. And it goes on. It says and unvaccinated players also will not be permitted to visit higher risk settings. The NBA said such as restaurants, bars, clubs, entertainment venues and large indoor gatherings. That's pretty much what I said right there. Ridiculous folks. Ridiculous. The league is working with the NBA Players Association to finalize the protocols. But some details were agreed upon weeks ago, including provisions where unvaccinated players will be tested on all practice, travel, team activity and game days. Fully vaccinated players will not be subject to testing with very. Well, let me correct that. Fully vaccinated players will not be subject to testing with very limited exceptions. Fully vaccinated players, the category that at least 90 percent of the league falls into, will largely be back to business as usual. Unvaccinated players will be given rapid tests on days where teams are practicing, traveling or having similar team events. Plus, we'll need lab based tests on game days. Quote, a vaccine mandate for NBA players would need an agreement with the Players Association NBA spokesman Mike Bass said Tuesday, the NBA has made these proposals, but the players union has rejected any vaccination requirement. Yeah. So no vaccine requirement, but they can make your life a living hell if you do not have the jab away from the facility. I do not like this. Later, the NBPA responded by celebrating the 90 percent vaccination rate and how it exceeds the national percentage. Quote, the real story is not. Why vaccination isn't mandated in the NBA. The real story for proponents of vaccination is how. How can we emulate the players in the NBA? Union executive director Michelle Roberts said LeBron James of the Los Angeles Lakers says he doesn't want to tell people what to do regarding vaccinations. But James, who has more than 50 million Twitter followers and nearly 100 million on Instagram, did reveal Tuesday that he is vaccinated and like many other Big NBA names such as Portland's Damon Lillard, Lakers teammate Anthony Davis, and Milwaukee's Giannis Antetokounmpo. James said he got the shots to keep his family safe. I think LeBron got it so he can just play in every game, but that's just my opinion. Now, this is this is just completely ridiculous here. I mean, it goes into, you know, other stuff here. But the main point is the NBA is infringing on what players can do outside on their own free time. Now, I do not like it. I do not like it. Maybe, you know what? The woke NBA players are now realizing what's happening, you know, in the country as a whole. They wanted you to go out there and vote and mainly vote for people that did not have your best interests at hand. And now they're starting to get a feeling of what is actually going on with these politicians now, as the NBA has pretty much put a clamp on the young bats players. This is ridiculous. I'm talking about like Kyrie Irving. And we know when it comes to um, Jonathan Isaacs, he has the antibodies. He's already had the virus. He's going to be subject to this stuff, even though he has natural immunity because he already had the virus. This is ridiculous, folks. We'll have to see what the final proposal is and what's actually going to get approved. But many of this stuff has already been approved. By the players union. These guys are idiots to actually um, approve of this. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white live fans. The NBA. My goodness. 
Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Well, if you work at ESPN, Woke ESPN, or ESPCNN, as we like to call it, here on Black and White Sports, standard operating procedure says in the handbook that you have to call everybody a racist if something involves somebody that is black. That's... That's passed out. I'm pretty sure they sign a disclosure saying that they've got to do that in order to be employed. Now, one of their longest college football broadcasters is Rod Gilmore. And Rod Gilmore's pretty good at his job, or was at one time. But we know 18 months or so ago, everybody lost their ever-loving mind. Well, Rod Gilmore decided to label... Number three in the country, Oregon, the Ducks, their head coach, Mario Cristobal, a racist, essentially after the broadcast that he did in the game the other day. Why? Because Rod Gilmore's got no other way to go. He, he works for ESPN. Oh, let's get to this story. It's from our dudes over at OutKick. ESPN broadcasters suggest Oregon coach... Yelling at player is racist. I'm going to tell you all a story when I get done with this. On Saturday, Oregon football coach Mario Cristobal berated one of his players, Chris Hudson, for showboating after he made a big play. Cristobal had good reason to be upset. The refs immediately negated the play by penalizing Hudson for unsportsmanlike conduct, which kept the Ducks out of field goal range just before the end of the half. However, ESPN broadcaster Rod Gilmore criticized Cristobal's reaction, calling it, quote, too much. Well, we remember Doug Gottlieb, guys. Fox Sports' radio, Doug Gottlieb, found Gilmore's commentary odd. In response to Gottlieb, Gilmore doubled down and, you guessed it, radicalized the story. Remember, Gilmore works for ESPN, so radicalizing everything it's part of the job. And this is Doug Gottlieb's tweet right here. We can replay it. You can't you can't really hear the sound here, but he showboated, this player did right here, and Crystal Ball got in his ass. Doug Gottlieb said, kid has five catches all year, makes a nice grab, spins the ball after the catch catch and cost Oregon. Quote this is a bit too much is insane commentary. Credit the kid, too. He looks MC, Mar Mario Cristobal, in the eye and says, yes, sir. Yeah, I'm going to be honest with you. The kid handled this way better than, um, than the commentator did. So then Rod Gilmore of ESPN, the guy that was calling the game, answers back at Doug Gottlieb. Moreover, the image of a 51-year-old white man berating a young black man 
so publicly rubs a lot of us the wrong way, especially with all the racial injustice. It's bad optics. You can deliver a lesson without flexing your power and control. So let's have no discipline whatsoever. Gotcha. It did not make black parents I know happy. Let's pull that race card. The laziest thing to do. And I'm so glad that our dude Bobby Burak pointed this out. Oh, God. First, Cristobal is Cuban. He's not white. God. So Gilmore's race baiting is off to a rough start. Second, and I ask this often, what does skin color have to do with anything? You are absolutely right. Bobby, Rod Gilmore likely didn't find Crystal Ball's reaction racist. In fact, Gilmore ended up having to defend his stance after several people, like Gottlieb, mocked his commentary about the player-coach exchange. Apparently, Gilmore thought radicalizing the matter would drop the mic. Wrong answer. Because Gilmore thought Crystal Ball was white, he followed the media's playbook. In that book, a section says if a white person or someone you think is white does something even remotely untowards a black person, call it racist immediately. So Gilmore did. In other words, an exchange doesn't actually have to be racist for the media to call it racist. Got that? Yeah, we got we got it, Bobby. I was willing to consider Gilmore's point before he foolishly made it about race. Hudson's penalty was inexcusable. Hurt his team. That can't happen. Leading to frustration. That said, scolding is common in sports, particularly in football. Black coaches scold white players all the time. White coaches scold black players. And now we know Cuban coaches also scold black players. Therefore, much to Gilmore's chagrin, an action can be wrong. In this case, it's debatable, but it still has nothing to do with race. And it, it goes on to talk about being a foolish penalty. Now, let's, let's go back. I'll tell you a story. Flashback, rural East Texas, sometime in the 80s, right? Our principal at our school was black, okay? Tall black dude. Um, I did something. I did something. I was I was being an asshole, okay? I did something in school, and he was going to bust my ass, bring out a paddle. Now, this paddle was about this long. This thing was probably about 18 inches long, and about, it was a solid inch thick, maybe an inch and a quarter, and it had holes drilled in it, okay? Now, um, I got my ass tore up with it, okay? I did. And, uh, you know, hey, they called my parents. My parents said, what'd he do? Oh, yeah, tear his ass up. And guess what? Said principal was black. This was the 80s, okay? The 80s in rural East Texas. Nobody thought twice about that being white parents, okay? I mean, look, conservative as it gets, yes, Nobody thought twice about it. Nobody made that a racist issue. Okay? Rod Gilmore, you're lazy. Your commentary is lazy. You bringing race into it is brutally lazy. It means you had nothing else. 
Kids have been been getting dog cussed into the ground. Black, white, Cuban, Hispanic, Asian, you name it, by football coaches, by basketball coaches, by baseball coaches, by coaches in general all over this country for as long as we've been playing sports. I mean, come on. I know female coaches that would cuss those girls into the ground. Didn't give a damn what color they are. And let me peel back a layer here. While you bring up parents, no parents I know of any color would give a damn. Would give a damn. You're lazy, Rod Gilmore. You didn't have nothing else to come up with after Doug Gottlieb done called your ass out. So you called racism out of the bullpen in standard operating procedure over at Woke ESPN, and you decided to label a Cuban coach, not a white coach, a Cuban coach, Mario Cristobal, who, by the way, has a great reputation in college football. You decide to label him a racist? That kid, that kid shows more class than you do, Rod. Easily. He looked at his coach and said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, look, if you get offended by that, then you might should take a very strong look in the mirror and ask yourself, mm, am, am I morally doing the right thing here? Is everything really about race? Is it everything really about skin color? Your commentary is pathetic, Rod Gilmore. You, you were a pretty good college football broadcaster. Now you have flushed your credibility right down the toilet. Join everybody else at ESPN. I mean, you've been there a long time, so, you know, maybe you and Mark Jones can hang out. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. We've done a lot of videos about Charles Barkley, mainly because Charles is something that we don't get a lot in media. He is honest. He's also my favorite NBA player of all time. Now, I've been a little worried about Chuck because Chuck has been out there and he's been pushing the jab. Now, do I know whether or not Chuck is legitimately concerned about everybody getting this jab? I don't know. I know he has talked about how concerned he is about his own state of Alabama. And he's done some things. He's, he's run some jab drives and that sort of deal. And I think he talks about it too much. It's the one issue that me and Charles Barkley do not agree on. But, but, Charles Barkley is the type that will walk into a room full of crap, wokesters, cancel culture, political correctness, politicians. He'll walk in, roll a grenade into the room, and walk out. And that is what happened yesterday because Chuck absolutely destroyed all of it. And we're going to go over this. Uh, Chuck has said things like this in the past, but he has tripled down on it. Charles Barkley brands Democrats and Republicans, quote, shitty, 
and the two worst things to ever happen to America. You have all screwed up this country. He's not off on this. Charles Barkley has repeatedly ranted against cancel culture and continues to remain unapologetically brash despite the threat of being ostracized. During an interview with veteran sportscaster Chris Myers, Barkley again lashed out at political correctness, only this time he spread his resentment to include all Democrats and Republicans. Quote, some of these people are just assholes. They're just trying to cancel people. Barkley ranted about the need to be politically correct. They're just assholes trying to get people fired. Barkley has ingrated himself with sports fans thanks to his no-filter style of basketball analysis. But that lack of filter will also keep his bosses on edge. Although Barkley's candor doesn't sound tame if you listen to him cover NBA for TNT, the Basketball Hall of Famer has criticized executives at Turner Sports for attempting to censor his humor. Quote, we've had a couple meetings at Turner and their lawyers and HR keep telling me this bullshit about context doesn't matter. Barkley told Myers, that's the reason we're in this shitty place we're in as a country. Context does matter. I don't know who's worse. The legal people, the Democrats, or the Republicans. All three of you are shitty. You all screwed up our country, Barkley ranted. The Democrats and Republicans are the two worst things that ever happened to America, and now we have to pick the least of two evils, and it's just a joke. To keep track, Barkley has no affinity for Democrats, Republicans, cancel culture, or people trying to censor his humor. The 58-year-old previously stated he's trying to make it till 60, and then he's retiring. But he challenged everyone to get him fired before them. Quote, the next time you tell me context doesn't matter, I'm going to punch you in their face because, of course, context matters. I always tell them, feel free to fire me, Barkley added. If you all fire me over this stupid shit, you will probably still have to pay me. And that, to me, would be the perfect scenario. So Barkley has lost it. In a lot of ways, let's just be honest. One of the things we liked about Trump was he was not your standard politician. He wasn't. He didn't care who he worked with as long as the job got done. And I think we're all fed up with the political correctness in this country. Certainly cancel culture has ruined everything. The Twitter mob has ruined everything. If they would abolish Twitter... I mean, things would improve across the board in sports and in politics and in entertainment. Why? Because too many big decisions are made because of what people on Twitter have done. Okay, and I bring up Twitter because they're the worst offenders, but it's across all social platforms. Um, YouTube's been around the longest, and a lot of people just still come on YouTube to watch videos. But even they are offenders at this point, and we're we're on here, okay? Uh, so, unfortunately, they're the only ones that offer a platform this size uh, that actually engages with everybody. But Barkley's right. Barkley's like, shit, that's the worst thing. That's a-. They have taken a system and completely corrupted it. 
We've taken political correctness, and people are losing their jobs. They're losing their gigs. TV, look, entertainer, entertainers, uh, singers, nobody can have their own opinion, it seems, anymore. Why? Look at James Woods, one of the greatest actors of our time, can't get a job. Okay, John Voight's barely working these days. He's barely working. Look what happened to Gina Carano, for crying out loud. She didn't do anything wrong and got booted right out of Star Wars. Charles Barkley is one of the few that will stand up. Gina stood up, but they did cancel her. Ben Shapiro hooked her up, but Disney stepped up and let her go. I only think the only reason Turner hasn't done, hasn't gotten rid of Barkley is one reason and one reason only. He's too damn popular to get rid of. He's too damn popular, and he is the perfect complement to Shaquille O'Neal. I'm shocked Adam Silver and the NBA hasn't, hasn't pounded the table to get Charles Barkley fired. Now, again, I don't agree with what Chuck has been doing, pushing the jab on people. I don't. But there are still times I absolutely agree with what Charles is saying. Charles has had enough. He's fed up with it. He won't keep his mouth shut, and I like that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Barkley doesn't give a damn. Fire me and pay me. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and White Sports fans, let's talk about the worldwide leader, is supposed to be in sports, but I think they are the worldwide leader in woke, as you can actually see on my shirt. I'm talking about ESPN, or as we call them on this channel, ESPCNN. Now, guys, we're going to be talking about the jab and ESPN. Now, we know that there has been vaccine mandates that are in several states. And guys, we're not telling you what to do with your body we're not telling you to get the jab or not. We advise you to check with your medical professional to make the best decision for yourself. If you want to get the jab, that's fine. If you don't want to get it, that's fine. We believe it should be up to you and not the government and not corporations to pressure you or force you to get the jab or get fired. Now, ESPN is one company that has told that has told their employees if you do not get the jab by tomorrow, actually September 30th, you're out of there. You're fired. You will not have a job. And now, guys, we actually have an ESPN employee, Sage Dill. She has come out and she has talked about ESPN and slammed them for mandating the jab. So we're going to be diving into that, folks, in this video, guys. So first, make sure you go over to the Black and White Network store and pick up your own ESP CNN, the worldwide leader in woke shirt. We're going to give you 25% off if you use the discount code ESP CNN.
It's just that simple, guys. Get it today. We're going to run this sale through tomorrow, the end of the month. So let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. ESPN Sage Deal slams networks sick, scary vaccine mandate says she got the shot before the deadline. However, guys, Sage Deal did not want to get the jab. She got the jab against her own will because if she didn't get it, she was going to be fired. This is scary, folks. This is really, really scary that people out there are getting forced to either get the jab or lose their job. So you got to make a choice. Do I actually want to put this in my body when I really don't want it? Or do I want to lose my job and not be able to eat and feed my kids? This is the crazy world we're living in right now, folks. This is the world we're living in. It doesn't sound very American to me, but we already know that Joe Biden out there, I believe he's actually violating the law with this, mandating that companies with over 100 employees, they must mandate the jab on their employees or negative tests. I believe that's unconstitutional. But let's move on here. Let's read this. ESPN's Sports Center host Sage Steele knocked her network's vaccine mandate, suggesting during an interview she was forced to get the shot before a September 30th deadline. In a preview exchange from former NFL player Jay Cutler's Uncut podcast, and we know how Jay Cutler feels about this too, Steele was asked about the Band-Aid she had on her arm. Quote, so I got my shot today, Sage revealed in the Wednesday episode. You took it a long way, Cutler reacted. Quote, I did, Sage laughed. I just, I didn't want to do it. She says she did not want to do it, folks. But I work for a company that mandates it, and I had until September 30th to get it done, or I'm out. She says that ESPN or probably the Walt Disney Company at that was going to fire her if she did not get the jab. And this is what she actually had to say about that. Well, I'm going to get into that in a second here. The ESPN host explained the network's headquarters in Bristol, Connecticut, had, quote, so few people during the pandemic has crept up in recent months with COVID guidelines such as mass and social distancing in place. Quote, I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is um, sick, Steele said. And it's scary to me in many ways. But I have a job, a job that I love and frankly, a job that I need. Most people do need their jobs, too. But again, I love it. I'm not surprised it's got to this point, especially with Disney, a global company. But it was actually emotional. Disney announced July 30th that it would implement a company-wide vaccine mandate for all salaried and non-union hourly employees, giving their staff 60 days to comply and that all new hires will be required to be fully vaccinated before beginning employment. So, wow, you actually have Sage Steel, who's still employed by ESPN. She actually used to um, work on uh, ESPN First Take back in the day. She's not happy at all with ESPN and the Walt Disney Company. This is scary, folks. I wonder how many people have actually gotten the jab against their own will. I mean, a threat of unemployment, that is definitely scary, folks. 
it definitely is scary because everybody has bills to pay. Everybody needs to work to feed their family, feed their kids, to maintain a lifestyle. I don't like this whatsoever. We said it before, guys. We're not giving any type of medical advice. You check with your doctor. And you make the best possible decision for yourself. The government shouldn't be telling you what to do. Companies shouldn't be telling you what to do. This is scary, folks. But this is the world we're living in. I guess it really depends on, you know, what state you live in, what company you're working for. But it's happening. I'm shocked. I really am shocked by this. But now you actually have an ESP employee coming out and slamming. ESPN and Walt Disney for what they have done. She didn't want to get this done. She said it. She admitted she did not want to get this done. But she had to do it because she said she needed a job. And I'm pretty sure she's not the only one. There's many, many millions of Americans out there that need their jobs. But this is ESPN, the worldwide leader in woke. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans, Sage Steel comes out and slams ESPN for mandating the jab. This is sad, folks, but this is the world we're living in right now. I mean, guys, you even have BLM out there now saying that uh, jab mandates are racist. I mean, I'm surprised that BLM is actually standing up you know, to the mandates. However, this is what happens, you know, when you push to vote for these type of politicians. This is what you get. This is what you get. You get authoritarians out there. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Wow. In this day and time, it seems you cannot support a presidential candidate or a president without everybody losing their minds. Well, when it came to a certain orange-haired president, NFL players seem to turn even on their coaches. There's been a story that's come out, and guys, i got to be real. I think we've all experienced this at this point. I'm pretty certain I know what side of the fence most of our subscribers are on. Okay, Uh, I don't know if anybody's experienced the same thing I have, but I've lost a lot of friends over supporting Trump. I'm just going to keep it real. I didn't lose any friends over once supporting George W. Bush. Now, I don't support W. Bush now because I think we've seen him in his true colors. But it's amazing. And that's exactly what's wrong with this country right now is that People can't even support the political candidates they want to support anymore without it becoming a political issue, even at places like work. Like work, and at the end of the day, the National Football League is made up of organizations that provide employment 
to a lot of different people in the workforce that just happen to play football. Well, this story's come out from ESPN, Seth Wickersham, a guy that's covered the Patriots forever, and it seems there were Patriot players that turned on Belichick, Bill Belichick, because he supported number 45. I find this nuts. I absolutely, I cannot fathom. Look, I know a lot of people that support Biden, uh, and I just, it's never crossed my mind to end a friendship over somebody's, uh, who they support politically. That wasn't a thing at one time. Well, now it's a thing everywhere. And I certainly would have, wouldn't have thought, well, I won't go to work today, or I don't want to work for this manager, because I think they might support the other side of the aisle. Well, this is a common occurrence now, folks. It really is. Trump's support caused several players to turn on Bill Belichick. ESPN reporter reveals the ties to Donald Trump once ran deep through the New England Patriots with the former president having a well-known friendship with owner Robert Kraft, head coach Bill Belichick, and ex-quarterback Tom Brady. In 2015, reporters spotted a MAGA hat in Brady's locker. We remember the fallout from that. The media lost their minds. The media. And don't think the media is not the biggest influence of all this. The next year, Trump read a letter of support from Belichick at a campaign rally. According to a new book from ESPN senior writer, Seth Wickersham, several players, Patriot players, turned on Bill Belichick over his Trump support. Wickersham's It's Better to Be Feared is set to be published next month, a book that details the New England Patriots dynasty. The ESPN preview states... Current Miami Dolphins coach and former Patriots assistant Brian Flores noted that players were upset that Belichick encouraged him to address the team over his support for Trump. Why should he have to talk to the team about that? It's none of their damn business. Belichick did, but the meeting didn't go over well. Quote, I don't think he's an intolerant coach. He isn't a bad guy. Bill just effed up and justified it in a way that he would never accept from a player, an unnamed player recalls in the book. Is this a player he cut? I mean, do we know? Is there something personal there? While players may have lost respect for their head coach, Belichick's Trump support did not lead to any sort of coup. In fact, the Patriots were crowned as champions that season defeating the Falcons 34-28 to after completing the largest Super Bowl comeback ever. We all remember that. It was awesome. Okay, so it's amazing. It's amazing. Think about this. The players wanted to revolt at Belichick and were mad at him and wanted an explanation. felt like they were entitled to a reason he supported and was friends with Trump. Now, what the media won't le- let you know is that many of the people in Hollywood, many of the people in the media were, in fra- fact, friends with Trump at one time. They were friends with Trump at one time. But they won't let you know that. Okay? Even Hillary and Bill Clinton at one time 
were very good friends with Donald Trump. Donald has never really and truly pulled any political allegiances. Okay, he just goes out there, wants to work with whoever he needs to work with and get a job done. That's all. Trump was a businessman. He also wasn't a politician, which is why so many people gravitated towards him. Okay? Well, can you imagine employees demanding an explanation of who you support as president? If somebody did that to me and worked for me and I've owned several businesses, I would fire their asses. Texas is at will. Well, you're, my at will would walk you out the door for something asking me something that personal that's none of your business. And I damn sure don't owe you an explanation for it. But I think we've all experienced at this point, we've lost friends over a red-haired president. It's crazy. It's absolutely ludicrous. I've never seen so many people get their feelings hurt over one person. What about this guy made, got your feelings, got yourself so far worked up into a dander that you've got to lose it, and now we found out Patriots players demanded an explanation? Well, you support Trump, and we want to know why. And I imagine, you know, it says here, well, Bill Belichick answered it in such a way that they would have never accepted. What he probably told them was, it's none of your business. That's probably what Bill Belichick said, and he probably said, you're not owed an explanation for who I support politically. This is everything that's wrong in society right now. Exactly what these Patriots players tried to pull. Now, it makes me wonder, who are these players? Is it somebody like Jamie Collins who used to be on the team? Chandler Jones that used to be on the team? I mean, look, it's just speculation. But you got to wonder. you got to wonder, yeah. Brady, Belichick, Kraft, they all support Trump. Uh, that's a, a known thing. So does Jerry Jones. So does Jerry Jones. I mean, it, it, how many of these owners in the NFL do you think don't support him? I mean, come on. Yeah, there might be two, three, or four that don't. I suspect Jed York in San Francisco probably is not a big Trump fan. But Jerry Jones, come on. All right, most... Most, I did a story last year on this channel where several NFL owners had contributed behind the scenes to Republican campaigns. What does that say? They're businessmen. Of course they supported Trump. This is crazy to me. This is crazy that these players thought that they were owed something from Belichick over the fact that he supported Trump? Come on. On, come on, you guys are so entitled. It's pathetic. These NFL players, they're becoming dangerously close to being as bad as any anybody in the NBA. They really are. It's pathetic. Get over yourselves. Demand to know why somebody supports somebody else politically. Forget that. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. It's not surprising, to be honest. It's not. I mean, that's what this is what has uh, been created by the media. Okay? You're supposed to have this reaction to uh, finding out that somebody supported 45. Peace. I'm out. Thanks for watching the show. 
be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about ESPN, a.k.a. ESPCNN, a.k.a. Wolt Center, a.k.a. Broke Center, because another one bites the dust over at ESPN. And I'm talking about Katie Nolan. Now, I made a video about Katie Nolan earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken, maybe at the end of last year, where she came out and she was critical of ESPN for laying off her producer and never told her Uh, she was upset about that. And she regretted actually signing her contract. Now guys, she doesn't need to worry about her contract with ESPN anymore because Katie Nolan no longer works for the worldwide leader anymore. And you know, this has kind of been an ongoing thing over the years with ESPN they're, they are getting more famous now for laying people off and letting people go, asking people to take uh, pay cuts because ESPN loses a lot of money. I mean, think of it, man. I know we sound like a broken record, but when you get woke, you go broke. And people are just not tuning in to ESPN. They are a shadow of what they used to be. They are. The days of Skip Bayless and... uh. Stephen A. Smith on first take, the Herbert Colin Cowherd, those days are over at ESPN. Even Dan Lebertard is not there anymore. But let's go ahead, let's dive into this Katie Nolan news. And by the way, guys, I'm rocking the ESP CNN shirt, the worldwide leader in woke. You can get this also. Use the discount code ESPCNN, and you're going to get 25% off your purchase votes. So, Here we go. Katie Nolan out at ESPN after show gets canceled. Katie Nolan made her divorce from ESPN official on Wednesday. She tweeted out this quote. I've thought about sending this tweet for weeks and I still have no clue how to make it not make you all roll your eyes. Nolan wrote on Twitter. Alas, the obvious thing has happened. I no longer work at ESPN. I'm really grateful for my time here. I made incredible friendships and valuable mistakes. Wow. Nolan's move from Fox Sports to ESPN was celebrated in media circles. However, despite a contract that paid her over $1 million per year, she was never featured on ESPN the way either side imagined. Now, Personally, I don't remember her really kind of being in the spotlight much. You know, when you think of uh, the women at ESPN, what comes to mind? You know, Rachel Nichols and um, Maria Taylor. And now you got Malika Andrews. She was never really in that type of spotlight. At least I don't remember here. But it goes on. It says Nolan hosted a podcast titled Sports and a TV show called Always Late, which I never even heard of. That's probably the reason why I hear folks. It says, which ran on ESPN plus and later ESPN two. Now ESPN plus, obviously you got to pay for that. Not going to do that. ESPN two has always been 
the place for the least popular stuff on ESPN that people really don't watch. So they put it over there. Nolan re-signed with ESPN in 2020, but Always Late was canceled a year later here in 2021. So she had no place really at ESPN. No place whatsoever. Show gets canceled. What were they going to do with her? It says here, quote, we thank Katie for her contributions to ESPN and wish her luck in the future. ESPN said in a statement. And guys, that seems to be a reoccurring, you know, departure message from ESPN. They say this about a whole bunch of people that leave ESPN because this is the way ESPN has been going. Nolan 34 was a regular contributor on Holly Questionable, which is no longer out there anymore, which was canceled earlier this this month to make room for Matt's Kellerman's this just in. And I truly don't believe that uh, Matt's Kellerman's show is going to be around for very long. I mean, think of this, guys. They kicked her out and replaced her show or Holly, Holly Questionable for Matt's Kellerman. Think of that. The future, I don't know what's going to happen with um, Katie Nolan. I mean, I wish her the best, but uh, clearly ESPN was not a good fit whatsoever for Katie Nolan. Not good at all. I mean, she gets over there, signs a contract, gets a show, it gets canceled. She contributes to another show that gets canceled. What was ESPN planning on doing with her? I guess they really didn't have a plan. Uh, I guess ESPN is more concerned about uh, getting woke than actually creating good content because ESPN doesn't create good content. That's why people are tuning out the worldwide leader. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. What's next for Katie Nolan? Really don't know. We'll have to see. Be on the lookout. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports, and we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about ESPN, the NBA, LeBron James, and Stephen A. Smith. Now, NBA training camps are starting up this week. And the talking point going into these training camps isn't about which teams can compete for the title. The talking point has been about the jab. Now, you have NBA players out there that have been pretty vocal. They don't want to get the jab. Others, they want to get the jab. And we're going to say to you guys, as we always say, if you want to get the jab, that's fine. If you don't want to get it, that's fine, too. You check with your doctor. Make the best choice for yourself. We're not here to give you any type of medical advice. But however, saying that, LeBron James has come out and confirmed that he got the jab. He was a bit hesitant, but he did end up getting the jab. And LeBron James also said that he's not going to go out there and tell you whether or not to get the jab. 
He says that's a personal choice and he's 100 percent correct. However, guys, LeBron James speaks out on everything, everything. He's not silent on anything. Well, except for China and this whole jab thing. When it comes to social justice and stuff like that, LeBron James will run his mouth. He will lie. He will spread lies out there to the public. But however, right now, folks, Stephen A. Smith is calling out LeBron James for not speaking out about his vaccination status earlier. Now, if you guys remember months ago, LeBron James said that he wasn't going to disclose whether or not he was going to get the jab. He said that would be a family decision and a personal one. But however, LeBron James has to know he's not going to be able to please everybody, especially when it comes to the jab. He got the jab. He's come out. He said it. But however, since LeBron James is not saying that you must get the jab. Now, all of a sudden, he's getting attacked by Stephen A. Smith. So with that being said, let's go ahead. Let's dive into this, guys. Stephen A. Smith chides LeBron for waiting so long to admit he's vaccinated. People were dying in our community. So let's read this article here. Throughout his 18 year NBA career, LeBron James has used his platform to push social and political messages that he feels are important. Despite most of the country being vaccinated, it remains a polarizing topic and one that LeBron chose to stay quiet about for months until this week when the NBA superstar admitted he got vaccinated. But ESPN Stephen A. Smith is questioning what took him so long. Quote, I don't think he needs to be more vocal now, but what he did yesterday, he should have done a long time ago. Smith said Wednesday morning on first take. After acknowledging his research led him and his family Getting vaccinated, LeBron said everyone has their own choice and he won't talk about, quote, what they should do. It was a surprise stance for LeBron, who frequently speaks out on societal issues he feels strongly about, especially those impacting the black community. Now, my take on this is really this is just my opinion. I don't think LeBron actually probably wanted to get the jab. I really don't think that he wanted to. But in order for him to actually play in every single game, he would actually have to get the jab and look where he plays at. He plays in the People's Republic of California. You have to pretty much be fully vaccinated to go out there in society and play in games. And LeBron, it seems like he probably just caved in. But you know what? Maybe he actually wanted to do it. I'm just giving you my thought on that. But however, I believe if a person like Kevin Durant came out and said something like this, it probably wouldn't be a big deal. You want to know why? It's because KD doesn't speak out on all the stuff that LeBron does. LeBron never remains silent on anything, and he is extremely hesitant now to speak out on the jab. I mean, he doesn't really want to talk about it, but his GM Pretty much put him out there when he said that all of the Lakers players were going to be 100% jabbed up. He exposed LeBron to being fully vaccinated. And I guess, you know, after that, LeBron just said, all right, let me just go out there and admit it because Rob Palenka already ran his mouth and it is what it is. But let's move on here. 
Stephen A. continues on, quote, he is an individual that has been in, been an incredible role model on so many levels and needs to be applauded for all of that. Smith said he took the liberty to take the bull by the horn and be front and center on a plethora of issues that affect our community. I was hesitant to take the vaccine myself, Smith admitted. A guy by the name of Dennis Pullman brings me to an ICU where I saw nothing in there but black people because so many black people were hesitant to take the vaccine when you saw the detrimental impact that it was having on our community. That's when I felt compelled to step up and take the vaccine. So Stephen A. says that he went to an ICU. Now, I'm questioning this because one thing that we know about these hospitals now, they're not just letting anybody in. Like if you have a family member in the hospital, the hospital staff is not allowing any type of visitation. So I'm questioning that. And I know this for a fact because my uncle was in the hospital last year and my mom, they wouldn't allow her in the hospital. So I don't know if Stephen A got some special treatment, but I digress. Even if LeBron has similar vaccine hesitancy, Smith says the NBA superstar should have done his research early enough to be a leader within the community and and express how he approached the decision. See, LeBron, you see the problem here? You will never, ever make everybody happy. I mean, you came out and admitted your vaccine status. You didn't have to do it. And you're still getting criticized by Stephen A. Smith for not doing it soon enough. Stephen A. says, quote, people are dying in our community, Smith said. I feel like anybody who had a voice should have done their research sooner than later and made sure they made a decision and move forward and at least be open about what you chose to do. That scene's been out for damn near a year now, and we have just heard from LeBron James yesterday. So that is the words of Stephen A. Smith putting LeBron James on blast for not speaking out about his vaccination status and the vaccine in general earlier. Now, LeBron clearly doesn't feel comfortable talking about this, you know, and to tell you the truth, guys, and I believe that more than one person feels this way. I'm pretty sure more many of you guys probably feel this way. Why should we be listening to celebrities when it comes to whether or not to get the jab? These people are not medical professionals. They're not. LeBron James, he's not a doctor. He's not an expert. Those are the people that should be influencing you on whether or not to get the jab. Not some basketball player. Not some celebrity. And shout out to Shaquille O'Neal for rejecting uh, celebrities in general. And he rejected his own celebrity status because he said these people, these people are crazy. And he's right. I mean, Stephen A. Smith, I wouldn't put LeBron on blast for this, you know, because I don't think that people should be listening to him anyway when it comes to get getting a jab. And if you're talking about the black community, the black community is the least vaccinated uh, portion of the population out there. And it seems like, you know, nobody is really going to influence other black people to get the jab. There's been other uh quote unquote black leaders out there, you know, getting a jab. I believe uh, Jesse Jackson um, 
didn't he get get the jab on um on TV and encourage uh, other people to get the jab? And he ended up still testing positive for the virus anyway. I mean, but th- this is just the way it's going to be. People at this point, if they want to get the jab, they're going to get the jab. If not, they probably won't get the jab. And I highly doubt that even LeBron James has that kind of pull to influence black people to get the jab. I just don't believe he's going to have that kind of a pull because I believe there's a fine line when it comes to the jab and the black community. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. Stephen A. Smith calling out LeBron James. Do you actually think this was in bounds for Stephen A. to call out LeBron James saying that he should have spoken out a long time ago about the jab and whether or not he was vaccinated? I believe that's LeBron's own personal choice and he has every right to actually keep it private. But however, when LeBron speaks out on everything, social justice, and he wants to remain pretty much silent on this. Yeah, people are going to call him out. They're absolutely going to call him out for that. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure you subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodriguez for Black and White Sports. Oh, Whoopi Goldberg's back on this channel. What? The other day I did a video. Bill Maher had come out and slapped the piss out of the NFL over their Black National Anthem and called it a good way to try to endorse segregation. He wasn't wrong. Whoopi Goldberg went after Bill Maher. And then Bill Maher took her out, put her in the ring, and dropped one from the top rope, Macho Man Randy Savage style, right on top of Whoopi Goldberg. Destroyed her on her little argument for the Black National Anthem. Well, these wokety-wokes love to eat each other to death. And this time... The head king himself awoke in the sports world, LeBron James, no offense, Megan Rapino, you know, 1A, 1B, has come out and said, look, I got vaccinated, but I'm not endorsing it. I'm not. I'm not pushing it on anybody. It's their own personal choice as to whether or not they want to get the jab. I'll be damned. It's got to be one of the most actual lucid things, common sense things I have heard from from LeBron since he lost his mind about three years ago. Well, here comes the view. Here comes Whoopi Goldberg. LeBron James is under attack for his view on not wanting to push the jab on people. Whoopi Goldberg blasts LeBron for not endorsing COVID jab. At least say, quote, nobody grew a second head or tail. 90% of NBA players are vaccinated against COVID-19, including LeBron James. But Whoopi Goldberg is not happy with the way LeBron announced his vaccination status, preferring he offered a stronger endorsement of the jab. 
Quote, everybody has their own choice, LeBron said this week. I don't talk about other people and what they should do. That's point of fact pretty much all you do. But, okay, in this case, I'm going to give you some credit. It's not your job to tell people what to do, but you can suggest that you figured out that nobody grew a second head or tail when they got the shot, Goldberg granted. Thursday morning on The View. If you don't want to speak out, remember you said that's because it's going to come back and bite you in the behind when you talk about issues that are bothering you. Goldberg added, just know that people are going to come back and say, well, why are you talking now? Well, we've pretty much been saying, LeBron, why are you talking for the last 18 months? But in this case, LeBron had something constructive to say. LeBron has been outspoken on numerous social and political issues throughout his 18-year career. But the superstar doesn't consider vaccination status a topic worth lecturing others on. We're not talking about something that's political or racism or police brutality, LeBron said. Ignoring the social aspect of black communities rejecting the jab. Here we go. Quote LeBron, Whether you decide to talk about why you and your family got vaccinated, Goldberg continues, it's important for you as an American citizen, for me as an American citizen, for all of us to do our part here. Shut up, Whoopi Goldberg. Shut up. My God. Trying to figure out why LeBron is so hesitant to preach the importance of getting the jab, the View co-host Anna Navarro cited employer mandates and theorized that he may have been jabbed by force. The Lakers said our players are going to be vaccinated. It gave him no option if he wanted to play and make money. Navarro's theory is false, however. The Lakers, like every NBA team, can prefer and strongly recommend their players get vaccinated. But they have no ability to mandate it. Well, let's be honest. Same thing the NFL's done. They've coerced the players. They've pushed the players into a corner, okay? They put such stringent protocols on them that, yeah, they basically have forced them to get the jab, if you want to know the the honest-to-God's truth about it yeah they have pretty much forced it on them if lebron refused the vaccine he would have been eligible to receive pay and play in every game for the lakers this season while the nba cannot mandate the vaccine the local laws can which is why players from the warriors nets and knicks cannot enter their home arenas without being inoculated against covid but Los Angeles has yet to join San Francisco and New York in mandating the vaccine for indoor events, meaning LeBron took the shot by choice. Did he? By not publicly touting the jab, even though he's vaccinated, we at least know that when LeBron speaks on a social or political issue, it's one he felt strongly about. Okay. So now, if you don't say nothing, you fall under attack. From the super wokes, Whoopi Goldberg is one of these complete lunatics. And look, we've said before, if you choose to get the jab, great. If you choose not to, great. It's your business, okay? It's your business. It's your personal freedom. And that's essentially what LeBron James has said here. Okay? I'm. You guys know I can't stand LeBron. But I'll give him credit for, at least in my opinion, saying the fair thing to say here. But look, LeBron, you learned a powerful lesson here. Now you know 
The wokes don't give a damn about you. They don't give a damn about you're more than a vote. They don't give a damn about the fact you endorsed Joe Biden. They don't give a damn that you went out there and preached false narratives about police brutality. They don't give a damn that your league had Black Lives Matter on the court. It's every issue you have to get on board with. You have to shut up. You have to put your handcuffs on, walk to the corner, shut up, Blair Witch style. Are they going to come after you, LeBron? Whoopi Goldberg is coming after you. LaChina, what do you have to say back to Whoopi? We're waiting. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into... Black and white sports on YouTube. The no holds barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. Black and white sports fans, let's talk about Joe Biden. Now, we've made several videos in the past about Joe Biden on his channel because Joe Biden is routinely, as of late, getting booed at sporting venues, at sporting events. The man's job approval rating is Tanking, tanking. But I'm not surprised, you know, everything that's been happening with him, I expected. You know, I didn't vote for the man. Not a fan of him whatsoever. I think it's safe to say, in my opinion, this man is the worst president of my lifetime. And I don't I don't even think it's really close. Now, I was born under the Jimmy Carter administration, but I'm too I was way, way, way too young to remember Jimmy Carter. But I digress. So at a congressional baseball game, Mr. Biden got booed yet again. This is absolutely amazing. They were at Nationals Park, you know, in Biden's backyard. And he was booed. And I mean, booed, folks. So we're actually going to watch that video here, too. But let's go over here to Outkick here. And it says, watch President Biden booed during Wednesday's congressional baseball game. At Nationals Park. Baseball fans were treated to the annual congressional baseball game between Republicans and Democrats on Wednesday night. Hosted at Nationals Park one year after the game was canceled due to the COVID pandemic. Now, last time I checked, I thought we were still in it. I'll move on. The game welcomed a sparse group of fans in the stands who got to watch the GOP overtake the Democrats on the field 13 to 12 off a rare congressional game homer by Florida rep Greg Stoop. Florida slugger popped the pitch deep left, narrowing the Republican deficit to sits eight in the third. The red team then rallied seven more scores to narrowly edge out the Democrats, nabbing their first congressional baseball game victory since 2016. Now, I'm wondering if that's going to be a sign of things to come in 2022 and 2024. We'll see. We'll move on. Okay, it says here in the middle of the second inning, the contest was temporarily paused to introduce none other than Joe Biden as he arrived before the Washington crowds. The 46th occupier of the White House who appeared on the Jumbotron was welcomed by a healthy mixture of cheers and booing. Now, this is our kick here. Actually, listen to the clip. I didn't hear any cheering. I heard a bunch of boos, a bunch of boos. Uh, video released from the scene 
displayed some genuine rancor for from the crowd stemming from the botch Afghanistan exit, rampant inflation, vaccine mandates and Biden's costly three point five trillion dollar infrastructure bill intended to be paid by increasing taxes. And there's, there's a lot a lot of pork in that, too. But let's go ahead. Let's listen to this clip, folks, and you will hear Mr. Biden get booed. Here we go. See, now I know that um, you can really hear the people right there next to the camera. But listen closely about five seconds in. I'm going to play it again. And then you would definitely hear the rest of the crowd booing. Now, I didn't hear any cheers. None whatsoever. Let's play it again. You heard right there. You can really hear right here. I'm going to play it again. Yeah, that sounded like a whole bunch of boos to me. There were some people that were clapping, but man, the boos clearly outweighed any type of cheers, any type of cheers. And there's Mr. Biden right there. Why is he not wearing a mask? Well, let's move on from that, too, then. Interesting here. Joe Biden yet again at a baseball game at another sporting event and he gets booed. Gets booed. This is an absolute disaster. I mean, this this is supposed to be the most popular president in U.S. history. And he is getting booed from coast to coast at every single sporting event. And this is a political baseball game right here. Democrats versus Republicans in baseball. And he shows up there and he gets booed yet again. But this man got 81 million votes. Okay. That's what the numbers say. That's just my thoughts on this. What do you guys think of this? Black and white sports fans. This is absolutely hilarious, folks. It really, really is. Anyway, guys, let us know what you think about all this in the comments. Make sure to subscribe to Black and White Sports. And we'll catch you next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports. You're tuning into Black and White Sports on YouTube. The no-holds-barred truth on sports. The main event starts now. I'm back. Rodrance for Black and White Sports. Oh, we've got all the ingredients for a social justice hoop nanny. We got Des Bryant. We got Colin Kaepernick. And we've got one half of Woke Center, Jamel Hill. That's right. Nobody circles the social justice wagons like Jamel Hill, who cratered the 6 o'clock sports center back in the day with Michael Smith because it went ultra-woke and people turned their TV off. Well, since then, she has feuded with everybody. She went after Des Bryant after Des Bryant went after Colin Kaepernick. And Des Bryant has since went back at her. Now, look, I'm an East Texas boy. So is Des Bryant. 
I watched him play in high school, and of all the future NFL players I've seen play, and there's been a hell of a lot of them, that I, I saw come out of Lufkin, Longview, et cetera, et cetera, Des Bryant was the best I ever seen. He was a man among boys. Even at 16 years old, you took one look at him, and you know that guy's a future NFL star. And for several years, that's exactly what Des Bryant was. Well, yeah, Jamel Hill picked off a little bit more than she can chew, but that's happened a lot over time with Jamel Hill. Des Bryant calls out Jamel Hill after Kaepernick tweet. Not too long ago, Des Bryant joined, quote, I am athlete podcast and questioned former quarterback Colin Kaepernick for, quote, not creating jobs, quote, not being there for the people that supported him. That's when former ESPN host Jamel Hill fired back over Twitter. Hill wrote, quote, with all due respect at Des Bryant, this is uninformed. Colin Kaepernick has created a publishing company, an SPAC, that's raising $300 million for social justice initiatives, a production company, etc. On top of founding Know Your Rights Camp, I don't get the point of dragging his name because nobody can say a derogatory thing about Colin Kaepernick, right? Usually, athletes leave this kind of back and forth alone, but not Dez. Here's Dez coming back at her. I'm a product of media hate, so I get it. At Jamel Hill, you could have called me and got a better understanding of what I was saying. But you have your own motive. That's right. That's right. To look like the queen of social justice, the queen of virtue signaling. I reached out to Cap for years and got no response. Raising $300 million would be easy if we had unity among athletes. He's telling them right there. Colin Kaepernick was not he was he he was not interested in truly doing something positive. Des Bryant reached out to him. Kaepernick thought he was too good for Des Bryant. Are you shitting me? One was a good NFL player. The other one not so much. Nothing's funnier than an athlete bringing attention to the fact that $300 million isn't a large sum of money when the right people get involved. The same way billionaires like Jeff Bezos and Bill Gates can't stop talking about their philanthropy. When faced with criticism, the same playbook lives on in Jamel's Kaepernick defense here. Des Bryant didn't say Colin Kaepernick did nothing. The former Cowboy star said he didn't create jobs. Everything Hill tweeted back were, in fact, investments that will benefit Colin Kaepernick financially. In other words, Kaepernick's going to get his pockets lined. Social justice money was always the money Kaepernick was interested in. It was never the NFL's money for playing football. He built a media company, question mark. Congratulations on an incredible accomplishment, but since when was that the goal? From the sounds of things, starting a media company is a phenomenal way to produce propaganda that our minority youth can binge on Netflix. By the way, he'll make money off of that from Netflix. And, as Des mentioned, he has already reached out to Kaepernick to discuss issues further in private, but was ignored. Sounds believable, as he decided to go public with this information when a lie could be called out at a moment's notice. Des Bryant asked to go on Jamel's show since he knows she wouldn't agree 
to it unless she features him on another Shut Up and Listen segment. She loves him so much. Those segments are a waste of everyone's time, and it's about time someone notable got involved to call it out. Sorry, Jamel. Dez has a point. Kaepernick can be criticized. He's human. Well, of course he can be criticized. And uh, who was that over at OutKick? That is Gary Sheffield Jr. Okay. So, um, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, Kaepernick is, my God, he's ripe for criticism. He's been wrong about everything. He's wrong about all of his oppression and police brutality nonsense. And it's just an absolute fact. Kaepernick turned himself into his own business to make money. This was never about black lives for Kaepernick. This was never about the NFL blackballing him. This was all about Kaepernick getting paid after having been a student of social justice from that lunatic Harry Edwards. Don't let's not get confused here. He never wanted to come back and play football. Never. He wants to get paid for things like his Netflix venture and from Nike being a social justice hero and call it a day. He didn't care about helping the black community. And Des Bryant knows that, and Des Bryant called it out. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, you know, uh, look, this is rural East Texas. I guarantee you, Des, it was, it was tough coming up. I can tell you that right now. And if Jamel Hill's going to step in and she's going to call out Des Bryant, Des got every right to slam her ass back. I'm not sure she's had a competent argument for much of anything over the 15 years or so that I remember she's been in existence. She's not an actual journalist, to be honest with you. We don't claim to be a journalist, but she does. So, you get my point. Tell me what you think, black and white sports fans. Des, slap back at Jamel. Good job. Peace. I'm out. Till next time. Thanks for watching the show. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Be sure to tune in next time on Black and White Sports.